Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Denise Harpster from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we'll be discussing Mayo Clinic's Ataxia suite of tests, including our new Ataxia gene panel, ATAXP, with genetic counselors, Angela Pickard and Emily Lauer. Can you tell us a little about yourself and your background, Angela? I'd be happy to, Denise. My name is Angela Pickard, and I've been a genetic counselor for over 20 years and graduated with a master's degree in genetic counseling from the University of Minnesota. I was a clinical genetic counselor for many years, seeing primarily pediatric patients, and transitioned to Mayo Clinic in 2015. And my name is Emily Lauer, and I've been a genetic counselor at Mayo Clinic for over 10 years and graduated with a master's degree in genetic counseling from the University of Wisconsin. We both specialize in neurogenetics, which includes neuromuscular disorders, hereditary neuropathies, epilepsy, movement disorders, and dementias. Genetic testing is becoming more prevalent, making your role increasingly necessary in the laboratory. What do you do in the lab, and why is this role so important to our doctors and patients? As genetic counselors in the laboratory, we have a number of roles to help clients and providers with everything from ordering to interpreting our tests. First, we review specimens that come into the laboratory for test appropriateness. It isn't uncommon to find duplicate testing or order errors. And by identifying these scenarios, we can ensure the proper test is undertaken, which can lead to cost savings for both clients and patients. A published study by Mayo Genetic Counselors found that 8% of over 5,500 tests in a three-month time period were revised and this led to a cost savings of close to $200,000. Additionally, we spend the majority of our time performing variant analysis. This involves an extensive review of all relevant data points and literature for each of the genomic variants identified via testing. This allows us to determine if the variants are likely to be disease-causing or normal benign variation. After that, genetic counselors write interpretive reports and pass them to our consultant team for final review. We take the time to write thoughtful reports and include relevant data helpful for clinicians in caring for their patients. Thank you, Angela and Emily. This sounds like genetic counselors provide excellent support to our clients. Angela, can you give me a brief overview of hereditary ataxia? Sure, Denise. Ataxia is poor control of voluntary movements that may manifest as difficulty with walking, balance, hand coordination, speech and swallowing, and eye movements. Ataxia may have a variety of genetic and non-genetic causes, including alcohol abuse, stroke, tumors, and certain medications. From a genetic standpoint, the hereditary ataxias are complex and may be due to pathogenic variants in a large number of different genes. Additionally, hereditary forms of ataxia can be inherited in families in a variety of different ways, following autosomal recessive, autosomal dominant, or X-linked patterns of inheritance. 
One way to categorize hereditary ataxia conditions is by the type of causative variant. A number of hereditary ataxias are due to expanded trinucleotide repeats, while others are due to pathogenic single nucleotide variants, deletions, or duplications in genes. Thanks, Angela. I think that was a great explanation. Emily, can you tell me more about Mayo Clinic's suite of molecular tests for a various type of ataxia? Yes, Denise. Mayo Clinic Laboratories offers testing for a number of hereditary ataxias, including testing for repeat expansion disorders and a next-generation sequencing panel. Repeat expansion disorders are caused by a kind of variant where trinucleotide repeats in certain genes exceeds the normal stable threshold. Testing for repeat expansion disorders requires a different type of methodology as compared to typical sequencing tests. The spinocerebellar ataxias, otherwise known as SCAs, are a group of repeat expansion disorders associated with progressive cerebellar degeneration and resultant ataxia, coordination issues, and dysarthria. The SCAs are autosomal dominant, and because they are repeat expansion disorders, they are associated with genetic anticipation, whereby the repeat may expand further in subsequent generations, resulting in earlier onset and possibly more severe disease. Mayo offers two tests for the SCAs, the spinocerebellar ataxia panel, test code SCAP, which evaluates for SCAs type 1, 2, 3, 6, and 7, and test code SCARA, which can be used to evaluate for one type of SCA. Generally, if you have a patient with suspected SCA, you would order the panel to assess for all types of SCAs concurrently as a more cost-effective approach. If an individual has a possible family history or clinical findings very specific for a certain type of SCA, then you would order test code SCARA and select the specific type of SCA desired for testing. And we also offer testing for Friedrich ataxia, also referred to as FA. This is an autosomal recessive form of hereditary ataxia, unlike the SCAs, that may also present with non-neurologic features such as cardiomyopathy and diabetes mellitus. As a recessive condition, individuals with Friedrich ataxia typically do not have a family history of FA. From a genetic perspective, most individuals with Friedrich ataxia have an expanded trinucleotide repeat in both copies of the FXN gene, but a small percentage of individuals have one expanded repeat and another type of pathogenic variant that cannot be detected via repeat analysis. Mayo Clinic Laboratories offers our FXN repeat expansion analysis, which is test code AFXN, to assess for repeat expansions causing Friedrich ataxia. However, if an individual suspected to have Friedrich ataxia has only one or no repeat expansion detected, we can also offer a custom gene panel of the FXN gene. This includes sequence variant and copy number analysis to assess for other types of causative variants. Further, as part of Mayo's robust biochemical testing laboratory, we can offer free taxon protein level analysis on whole blood or blood spot via test codes FFRWB and FFRBS respectively to help clarify molecular results as needed or as a first tier test for FA. 
That's amazing. I'm excited to hear more about our new next generation gene panel. Emily, are there any additional tests for hereditary ataxia at Mayo Clinic? Yes, we offer a multi-gene panel as well. If an individual's clinical and family history is not consistent with the spinocerebellar ataxia or Friedrich ataxia, this broader panel assessing for single nucleotide variants, deletions, and duplications can be undertaken. Our ataxia gene panel, test code ATAXP, includes sequencing and copy number variant detection of 198 genes by next generation sequencing. The genes on this panel assess for conditions where ataxia is a prominent feature and have been carefully vetted by experts for gene disease validity. Ensuring that the genes on a large genetic testing panel are truly associated with disease assists in minimizing detection of variants of uncertain significance and the corresponding unclear impact to clinical care. Thank you, Emily. It's good to know that Mayo offers such a wide selection of tests. When might a provider consider genetic testing for the patient? Well, Denise, there are a number of reasons why genetic testing could be considered for an individual with ataxia. Certainly, if there's a family history of ataxia and similar clinical findings, that would suggest a hereditary component. Although it's important to recognize there may be no family history with autosomal recessive forms of the condition, or if the condition is due to a de novo pathogenic variant. Additionally, early age of onset or a more complex phenotype involving multiple organ systems could suggest an underlying genetic etiology. Once non-genetic etiologies have been excluded, it is not unreasonable to consider genetic testing for any individual to assess for hereditary ataxia. That seems very complicated. Angela, why is genetic testing important and how are the results used? Denise, there are many benefits of genetic testing. Understanding the underlying cause of an individual's condition can help with prognostication. It's difficult to know what to expect in terms of severity and progression without the underlying diagnosis. Additionally, it can help with a patient's management. Knowing the specific condition can increase awareness of additional potential health complications, so appropriate screening and management can be instituted. Genetic testing also benefits the family by allowing us to understand how the condition is inherited who may be at risk and gives us the ability to test those at risk. Also, battling a health issue can be very challenging and feel isolating. A patient's ability to understand their diagnosis can allow them to reach out to others with the same, perhaps very rare disorder and build a community for support and information. Certain ataxia conditions have routine treatment options such as ataxia with vitamin E deficiency as well. And we're also in a very exciting time of genomic medicine. Emily and I have a combined 36 years in the genetic counseling profession. And when we started, genetic conditions generally only had supportive treatment. We are now in an important age of targeted therapeutics for genetic conditions. For example, as of April of this year, there's a new FDA-approved therapy for Friedrich ataxia. Although rare, Friedrich's ataxia is the most common form of hereditary ataxia, impacting approximately 5,000 individuals in the United States, 
So this novel therapeutic has a potential to positively impact many, many individuals. This is a very exciting time for genetic testing. I can see how much of a role genetic counselors play. Thank you for discussing the new Mayo Clinic Ataxia Gene Panel with me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.